Hello and welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. We're going to have fun this first first service, and uh, I'm not here to straighten you out. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not about walking right, talking right, and spitting white. It really is about about the Lord really is about Jesus and that's that's what I want to get to this afternoon I you know uh, we were coming back from town on the way over here a while ago Judy said well what you gonna uh, speak on today and uh, it's very rare but I actually had an idea I knew and I said it's streams in the desert let's talk about the streams in the desert and uh, Specifically, um, I want to read out of John 14 in just a, just a minute. I really loved the music, by the way. I was just, I was just being blessed. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I didn't either. I just enjoyed it. I like, loved it. And um, I, got, I got blessed and touched. And uh, I was thinking, how blessed my life has been over the years, and how good, really, God has been to me, and how the difference in my life, the the increase in the in, in the joy and the power and the effectiveness and all the God stuff, has come really through knowing him very, very personally more and more as a person, right? Not as the formula we're supposed to work, right? Not as, not even as this, you know, mysterious God who we keep trying to deal with. I don't even see him as mysterious. There's things I don't understand still, but but, but he's, it's, I don't, he's not trying to be mysterious. In fact, he likes to reveal himself, and that's why we have the Spirit, so that we can see and know now. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that he gave us the Spirit himself so that we could clearly know the things that he's freely given to us. And, uh, you know, in the book of John chapter 4, Jesus went out of his way to go see a Samaritan woman at a well. And he spoke a few things to her, but one of the things was that he asked for some water, and she said, why are you asking me for some water? You guys don't have anything to do with us. And he said, if you knew the gift of God, and if you knew who, who it was that's talking with you, then you would ask, and you would receive living water. And living water, you know, we know it's spiritual, you know, because of what we know, but 
living water to them meant it was running water. It wasn't still stagnant. It was it was it was running water. In fact, we know in another place he calls it everlasting springs or everlasting river, river that won't run dry. It will never end. And then he also said in John 14, "I'll give you the comforter, the Paraclete, or some people would say the Helper." And uh, and he said, "I won't leave you comfortless, or he won't leave you alone, but I'll give you the Helper." And the word here today is that. The stream, really, really, when you get down to it, the stream or the river, if you would, for the people in the area here, for us as individuals in our life and our works, our ministry and all of that, is that we actually we have the helper. And, 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 and what I have to just talk about today is not, it's a very simple, basic message, but I've been talking about it a lot lately, and I'm finding out that there's a, there's, there's, there, there's a depth of revelation to this thing about the helper uh, that you can grow and know in in such deep, intimate ways. And what it does is it gives you a, a strength in life to where you, you actually are aware of the fact that you're, you're, you're never alone and you're never without help. And so in times of confusion, you're, you're not, you're not um, befuddled at all in it because you know, it's okay, I've got a helper. How many of you ever um, lost something in your house and you looked everywhere that you could and then finally after a while you say, okay, Lord, help me. Where is it at? And, and he did. And it just came to you. And he's like, you know, after you've done that for about 40 years, you're like, why don't I start doing that first? <laughs> but it works like every time because he's just always right there like, I'm here to help. I'm your helper. You're not without help. And uh, uh, um, and I'm thinking of, you know, one time I was I was ministering in a, in a church and, and uh, I brought out a deck of cards and uh, I, I passed out, I passed out five cards to somebody we're going to some five cards to another we're going to play poker and i said you know what's your hand and this guy ended up with like a uh, like a, a full house or two pairs or something and this guy had nothing and so i whispered to him and i said uh, you know i said ask me for some more cards i said do you want some more cards he said yeah so i gave him some more cards i said i said do you have a winning hand because this guy had i think he had a full house i said no i said would you like some more cards? I just kept giving him more cards. And I just had to keep dishing them out and giving him cards. And finally, he gets four of a kind or something. Or, uh, and he finally, he's got a winning hand. And so I said, everybody give him a hand. He is the winner of the poker game. You just saw it happen right there. And everybody, they're like, what? You know, he was real happy. And his other guy, I said, do you think that's fair? He said, no, it's not fair. He said, you kept giving him cards. You didn't give me more cards. And, and, the, and the whole point was, the, the, the reason was that he kept asking for cards was I told him that he could have more cards. And when he knew that, he kept receiving. He just kept getting it and getting it because there was, there was a royal flush in here. He could have kept going till he got an unbeatable hand because it's in the deck. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything that you need, right? You have the helper. And the, and, and, and the key is knowing that there's always that help. When you know you can draw as much as you want to, then you're, then, then you're never upset or frustrated or stressed out, really, if you, as the more you know this, because you know that you've got help. And you really have that. And, 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 and Christian, I see, I, I see this all over the place. And people, people, you know, it's, it, it can get hard sometimes, especially on your own, when you forget about the helper. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I've never had real, you know, burnout or anything like that because... I've been, I was blessed that when I, not long after I came to the Lord, this is what I started learning. And my relationship with God, my knowledge of him, knowing who he, how he is, even personality-wise and, and things like that, came with experience of just letting him help. And I, found, I began to see more and more how good he really is, how much he really does care about 
about everything, not just the big things, but has he ever helped you with shopping? You know? <laughs> Getting a good deal with something, you know? You ever had that thing where, where you start to make a deal on something or buy something and you just, the helper just said, you know, why don't you wait on this? And you're like, your head is like, well, no, this is a decent price and da 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 da. And she's like, no, just wait. And you, you wait, and then you find out he's got something better, and, and you think about how much he cares for you. I don't know how many times in, in, in business dealings I can remember, like, like you got the contract, you got the bank money and everything, and it's like all you got to do is sign. It all looks good. And the helper just says, I got something better than this. And you're like, and then you push it away, and they say, well, what's wrong? And you say, I don't know, but I got a helper. And the first time I ever, I ever, I ever had that was, um, as a you know, as a, a young Christian, I, I met the Lord when I was 21 years old, and and uh, and I remember not long after that, I was working on the brakes of a car, and it was just, and, and I never done it, but it's it's not that hard, it can't be. I mean, I've seen some people that can fix brakes. Surely I can. <laughs> and and it wasn't that complicated, but I just couldn't get it together somehow. And I tried and I tried, and I'm just like. Man, I'm gonna have to call a mechanic to do a man's job for me. <laughs> and uh, then I was just sitting there, and this, and 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 I didn't even wasn't even sure God talked to. I, I'd heard that He did, but does that really happen? And and I was sitting there, and He just said, "Son, slow down, try this." And I'm just like, "It was there." I was more happy at the fact that God spoke to me than the fact that I got the brakes fixed. And I was just like, I was just about crying. I was just like, God spoke to me. God helped me. God actually spoke to me. I mean, come on, Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and me. Wow, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 this is he was doing this with me in, in, in ways that I wouldn't even share these for a long time because I didn't think people would would regard it or or maybe not even believe it but i then probably about the second time was i was just with a with a guy and we were just talking and and we were out on a basketball court and just shooting baskets and talking and things and and, and i was trying to hit some long shot and i've never been a great shooter i've always liked like like sports and playing basketball but i've never been a great real long range shooter even though i love to pump it up anyway you know, just to see if i can and i was at the shoot and i was just banging everything off and not hitting anything and that helper spoke to me and said Son, slow down, step into it, and follow through. And I, I mean, it just, and I was just, and, and I just, and I just started putting everything in. Just, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Now, me making five baskets in a row or whatever did not save anybody in China. <laughs> God, it didn't make any impact anywhere on anybody, but my father was, was showing me that he's there to help. You know, I, I, I think sometimes people take their eyes off the reality of what we really have as Christians with this sometimes. Um, uh, you know, we, 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 we talk a lot about, uh, and rightfully so, the blood of Jesus for the remission of sins. That, that had to happen. Um, that was the establishing of this new covenant that God promised that he would do, you know. And he, but, but it wasn't just only that the sins be forgiven. I think a lot of people stop there and it's just like, well, I'm forgiven, got my ticket to heaven now. That's what it's all about. That's where it all starts. But if that's all it was, then Jesus would have just shed his blood on the cross and uh, he didn't even have to resurrect because the price has now been paid. 
But he did raise from the dead, and he raised for our justification, and he and he defeated death for. Us. I mean, not only did he did he did he take care of the whole sin thing, but he defeated this death thing, and 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 showed us the reality of resurrection that we were singing about there, and that would have been awesome because think of this: he shows up, and here's his disciples that think they were following the right one, but now he's dead. So now what are we going to do? And then he shows up alive again, and they're just like. Hey, you know, it's all fine. It's all good now. We won. They lost. Yay, Jesus. Come on. Let's go finish the work now. And he's like, no, I got to go. I got to go to the Father. And they're like, why? But you're alive. It's... What are they, they can't kill you anymore. What's, you, let's, you know, let's, let's establish the kingdom. You're here. You know, you're glorified. You're a new body. You're raised from the, all this stuff. And he's like, no, it's better for you if I go. Because it wasn't enough that we got the remission of sins, or that that wasn't the complete plan. It wasn't enough that that he raised from the dead and defeated death of the grave for us. Because the purpose of the whole thing was for him to come and be with us, to be a part of us, to come and live in us and be a part of us, that we would be one because he loved us that much. And he said in the Old Testament, you know, he said, when he, when he talked about it, he says, I'm going to make a new covenant, a lot like the old covenant, but I want to make a new one. Put my ways inside you. And he says, it won't be like that old one, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's just like, but he said, I'm going to take you out of the way of this. I'm not going to make it based upon how, you, how good you can do this. That, that, that did not work for you, did it? And he says, I'm going to take all of that out of the way. I'm going to take you out of the way, and I'm going to make this all about me. I'm going to do this whole thing. I'm going to shed my blood. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to fight, defeat death. I'm, I'm going to do the whole thing. I want to be with you. Come on. This is how much I want to be with you. I'm going to do every single step of this whole thing. You do nothing but how what works do we have to do? Believe in me. Just believe that I that I that I did this for you. Believe that I love you this much. Believe in me. And not only believe that he loved us enough that he died for us and put all that work out of the way for us, but that he loved us enough to be with us because not only is he Oh sorry thank you not, but not only that but he said not only we'll take we'll get the sin issue out of the way but I'm going to be your helper now with all the rest of it you'll never have any condemnation because that's done but the rest of what you need in this life the decisions you make dealing with the tribulations of this world I'll be your help now huh and not just helping us not to sin, even though that happens too, but it's just it's helping you in life because he loves you, and he came to give us abundant life. And he does that essentially by being our helper in our life. You, hear me? I, I, you know, I can remember, uh, well, you guys will remember when I, back in the late 80s when I went to Florida to start a church, and I didn't know how to do any of that, but <laughs> had to do it. Um, First of all, I always said I wouldn't do it because I've sat under pastors and I didn't like how they were treated. <laughs> I just thought, why would I put myself under that? And uh, you know, even when I knew that I was called and people would say, well, what office are you called to? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know it's not pastor. And, uh, but, and of course, we know we've been around long enough to know that those are the famous last words. Um, but, so, but I went down there and I felt led to do this. And, um, but everything was in my way keeping me from it. Everything started going wrong. Instead of setting me up and the way being paved, 
more obstacles kept getting in my way. My old car, the old car that was going to get me down there, it kept breaking down over and over and over again, and nothing and nothing would happen. And I, I, I ran out of money because I was um, uh, in between jobs, and and didn't have <laughs> way in between them, and I didn't have, and 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 so nothing was going, and the money was going down, and it was just nothing was going right all these things were popping up and and some of my brothers and sisters they they loved me and they they said you know rick i'm just you know i just have to give you my input because i I love you and you know it's kind of like wake up and smell the coffee you know god's trying to tell you something here (laughs) and uh but i knew my helper and i thought i know all signs are pointing to no but my helper saying go i'll be with you and of course, then, you know, eventually the waves start happening, supernatural things start happening. Went down there, and, uh, and I still, you know, I had enough money to go down there and set up an apartment, but nobody knows me down there. And I've got to, you know, just as soon as I get down there, I've got to go to work somewhere and just try to, you know, pay my rent every month and eat, too, once in a while. And, and uh, so I'm just doing that, but I've got... My helper talking to me, and I'm feeling led to get this thing started with nothing. And I saw this storefront that I drove by one time and felt led about that one and looked in the windows, of course, like you do, and imagined the thing packed full like it was, it was sure to be if I, start, if I opened it up. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, you know, wait a little while and, you know, because... Jehovah Jireh is going to give me the money to to rent that thing, and the money didn't come in, but the helper was still helping me. And I went ahead and called the number, and called the guy, and he said, "Well, I'll meet you there at the storefront, and we'll talk about it." And he told me how much he wanted. He said he wanted a six month lease, and he wanted six hundred dollars a month. It sounded like sixty thousand to me, and. Uh, because I've just got enough, you know, for the bread and, and the rent. <laughs> and uh, But the helper started helping me. Because normally Rick would have just been, it's out of my reach, the timing's not right. And, so, and the helper gave me this thing. And I'll tell you, I promise you it was a helper, because Rick don't do business like that. Not, I, don't, I hate it. But he said, here's what I want you to offer him. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, and, I, and, and so anyway, I did it. I mean, I actually, I took it down there, and I... And I met him there, and he told me the whole thing, what he wanted, and all that stuff. First, last, deposit, six-month lease. And, the, and, and I'm like, here's what I'd like to do. I said, um, I'd like you to let me move in free, because <laughs> I don't have any money at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and my plan was, I said, and after one month, I'll give you $200. Because I thought I could get some, a few people to come, and we would start to have a little money in the church, and I thought we would just grow monthly. And I said, so I'll give you 200 then the next month, 400 and then 6 6 8 whatever. I had to figure where he actually get more money for six months than he would have with what he wanted. And he said, well, what if you, I let you move in free, and then you still can't pay me? And I said, then you just lost all that money. I said, you, you made a bad choice. I mean, I'll tell you. I said, I know you don't know me, and so anything I promise you, you know, I said, you just have to either believe it or not, and I wouldn't blame you. And uh, and he thought about it. He was he was a good Baptist man. Went to the big Baptist church there, Peter Lord's church. 
and he uh, he goes, I've never, ever done this with anyone. He says, but I just keep feeling like every time I try to say no, I feel like I'm, I'd be putting God in a box, and I don't ever want to do that, so I'm going to do this. And, uh, you know, by the time we were done there, over a thousand people had made decisions for the Lord, and it was just, it was real fun. After about nine years, I finally got it up big and had the cushy office and everything, and God says, now you can go. <laughs> you know, I tried to leave many times. When things would go bad, I thought, God, are you talking? Are you saying that it's time to go? And I'm like, no, so I have to stick it out until it got better. And then finally, when it was at its best, he says, now you can go. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the point I'm making is this, too. Also, it, that was my helper because... If you know me, especially back then, I would I I would be so embarrassed to go to somebody with a deal like that, I'm, and I'm like, God, why don't you just give me the money up front? But He had His reasons, because He's helping me, leading me, and teaching me some things, and uh, and uh, you know, and I would I would and and normally I would just be like. I'm so ashamed to go to somebody like that and offer them less than what they're asking for. I should be, we're Christians, I should offer them more, you know. But anyway, that was what it went, and God, God was with me. He was helping me, and he's always helped me, and I've always, I've been so aware of my own personal weakness in all of these things, and and, and our fame to claim is the helper. Sometimes I think in our Christianity, we start to win some battles and we start to get some success in things and we start to think we're good or we start to think we're strong. And so then our message is, why don't you get strong like me? If you get strong like me, God will bless you too. And and I think my message did kind of go like that for a while, but my helper helped me again to get out of there. <laughs> um, but you learn that with them. And this is how I have fallen in love with them. Not just because... I sang a thousand worship songs every day and found the heart through that. This is for me personally, even though I've loved touching his heart that way. Not because I, you know, read, read 10 chapters a day, even though there's been many seasons when I've done all of that. But when I look at my life there, the way I know God is he's helped me. He's always, always, always been my helper. I always had another card. When I didn't know what to do, my helper helped me, and he would tell me what to do. If, I just, if you just wait, sometimes you just wait. So before you throw the fit, before you say God doesn't care, before you say nothing's working, before you say, you know, does God hear my prayers, trust me, he's there, and just wait. You'll give him a little time. It might be a minute. It might be a day. It might be a month. I don't know, but if you just give him a little time, you get it, just like finding the lost keys in the house. It just comes to you. When you, when you feel like you're at a dead end and you can't get through it, get your helper. When you're, when you're in a heated discussion with someone and you don't know what to say, shh, stop. Let them help. And you'll find somehow this kind word that turns away wrath will come, and you'll disarm the one that's trying to fight with you. And it's just because that's how he is. That's who he is. He's the helper. And what we want to remember, even in this area here, so much that the people that God loves needs, they've got a helper. They've got a helper who's the healer. And and, and when we know him this way, and, and this is how I know him. I know him, you know, I've heard people say, oh, God just really chewed me out the other day, or God took me to the woodshed over that one, I like that. And, and I, I, I think in my, you know, when I was younger, I would talk like that. But when I look back on it, honestly, he's never hollered at me. <laughs> He's always been so gentle, so kind, and 
so patient with me. And this is how I know him. He likes me and he helps. And so I don't know when I'm going to face tomorrow or, the, or next week. I know that in this world there's tribulation. But you get to a place to where it doesn't matter because good or bad, you're, you're with your helper. There's always a helper. Uh, we all know, Jody would certainly know what I'm talking about, when, but when I lost Teresa, that's the most tragic thing that could ever happen. It was never supposed to happen in my mind. I was hurting, but I had a helper. And boy, did he help, because that's just who he is. And in your work, in your ministry here, there's somebody with you in this, and, and he's not looking at you to try to find the right answer. He's not looking at you to get it right and do the right things, and then the blessing comes. He's our helper, isn't he? And he's leading us in it because he really is the blessing already. That's why we say we already have all that we need because we have him. And he, he's the one who really does know everything. And I think that's why the Bible says we have the mind of Christ and we know all things because he is a part of who we are. That means when you don't know what to do, you will know what to do. Always, right? And God's, God's got ways and God's got plans and purposes for the work here. Uh, and, and while I'm at, I want to say I'm honored. I thank you for being here, Judy. And I, we believe in you so much. We... we we, you know, we look at you, and here you are. You sacrifice your lives to come out here and to bless the people in this area. And you guys have such experience and such wisdom and such such knowledge with the with God and the ways of God. And you've you've chosen, yeah, you've chosen to come out here, and you've had to say, God, we're going to need help. <laughs> we're going to need the helper, and uh, we want to be aware that the helpers with us. And we want to minister in the way to the people here that they're, they're aware that the helpers, uh, if they have Jesus, they have the helper now. And uh, it's, this is something that God's been redirecting me to, not something I haven't been aware of because it's my walk, but to, but to tell the people again. And I'm like, it seems like such a, a, a simple message to people, but I'm seeing it as I'm speaking it and I see it as I'm dealing with the people that a lot of times people forget what this thing is really all about. This whole thing was that, that he was going to be our life and he's going to bless us. And, and our lives would not have to be the struggle that it once was because now we have the comforter, the helper. And, and, and this, is what, this is how, I believe, because of him, because of who and how he is with us individually, this is what takes away fear in your life. Because you're not afraid of trying to keep, you're, you're not afraid and you're not trying to keep bad things from happening. Because you're in, you understand you're in a world where, where it hits you sometimes, but you've got a helper. You know, there, there have been times when um, people will say, you know, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, pray that I get a good report. And I get that, and I'm, I'm, I'm very ready to do that. But, but you know, I, I remember one time I just said, what difference does it make, really? What difference does it make whether you get a good report or a bad report? You've got a helper. You've got a healer. Really? You know, what difference does it make? Or they'll say things are getting bad at at at, at the company, and and it looks like they're going to lay off, and it could I could be one of them. Pray that I don't get laid off. Well, the helper might help you to pray along that line, but the truth is, it might be the best thing that's ever happened. You don't know. 
And I think a lot of times people operate where they think is faith, and they'll do the faith things, and they're really afraid because they're using it to try to ward off anything bad from happening instead of living in big life in this world, being, a, being in it but not of it, living in big life with all these things. Jesus, you know, he could have calmed the storm before they, they launched the boat. He could have just said, there shall be no storm while we cross this thing. But it, I really believe it didn't matter to him because we're going to the other side. Uh, and to a son, it doesn't matter. And where some look at it and it's like, this is going to kill us, a son says, this is just good sleeping weather. He said, remember how he was? This, Jesus, this is the secret to it. This is what we're talking about here. This is the secret to our whole thing. Jesus said, you know, tonight when he's going to be crucified, he said, tonight you're all going to leave me. You're all going to betray me. You're going to leave me. He says, but I won't be alone. I'll never, ever be alone. I'll never, ever be without help. I honestly can say, and, I, uh, and I'm trying to say this with all the honesty I can about me, but, and, and, and I'm talking about because of who he is with me and all of my weakness, with all of my weakness, I can't see me being afraid of anything anymore because I've got a helper. You know, have you seen, you know, when you've seen people that are super controlling people and they're, they're because, because you know, they're afraid is what it is. All it is is just fear. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to set things up around them in their lives so that nothing bad will happen. I mean, I, I, I deal with people that they won't even leave their house. I mean, they've, they've tried. They've, they, they, they're okay in their house, and they walk out of their house, and as soon as they get off their property, this, this fear just comes on because something bad might happen out there. For one thing, they say most accidents happen at home or around the home, so you'd think you'd want to get away from there. That's, a, that's, that's kind of a little funny thing. But... but but, you know, how people, they'll try to do everything they can to ensure that, that nothing bad can happen, and they work, work real hard at it and, and all that, and, and, and they, even, they even use their faith confessions that way. And like, no, 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 no. And, and that we understand the power of the word and the tongue, but, it, but, but faith, real faith, works by love, Galatians 5, 6. And I believe it's talking about not me trying to love God. It's the love of the Father because he loves us, I believe. <laughs> Jesus would talk like that. He says, the Father loves the Son. That's why what the Son asks, the Father does. Jesus said he's not alone. I, we uh, uh, were speaking recently with, with someone who, she had the most horrible childhood. Um, abused, rejected, neglected, you know, just horrible. And I've tasted... Um, a good degree of that in my childhood, so I could relate. But hers was just more intense, and she's a very she's a kind of person that she doesn't like people, um, and therefore people don't like her <laughs> usually, and uh, and that's fine with her because that way you can't hurt me because she's been hurt. Now there's you know the difference between reasons and excuses, right? There are reasons that people do things. There are reasons. Somebody, a, a mass murderer, you know, the name Charles Manson, somebody like that. He was once a beautiful, sweet, innocent baby. <laughs> but experiences happened. Things happened. 
It's not an excuse to ever be that way, but it's reasons why people become that way. And so, you know, people would look at someone like this and they say, well, there's just no excuse for her being that rude. There's no excuse for her being that hateful. There's no excuse for her not caring about anybody but herself and all that. No, there's no excuse, but there are reasons that she's that way. And, 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 and we were talking with her and she said, I'm telling you, it's smart for me to be this way. Because that will never happen again. And she's insuring herself against it. Of course, we know that she's also keeping all the love out and the kindness out. But see, this why, that's why we have to preach this limitless love that God has for people so they know faith works by love, so that they know that there's somebody that cares, really. Not some invisible, invisible mystical, trying to imagine him real thing. But pray that they hear the truth and believe this thing. And something, something powerful happens, because it happened to me and it happened to you. And something powerful happens to where the love sets your heart loose. Oh my goodness. I don't know. You know, I'm finding myself, in more and more of my years of ministry, I'm, and I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself becoming so much more powerful in the way that I'm more understanding, much more loving, much more. And, and, and there's power in that. And people think, well, you're, you're starting to compromise some of your morals and your principles. And I think, no, there's more. You don't understand. There's more power in this message of how God really is. And, and this is what people have got to hear. And, and, and this land right here is so right to, for people to know. Not just believe in God. Not just believe things in the Bible about God, but believe how he is and how he loves them. This is the stream that waters the hot and dry and thirsty places. It's living water. This he spoke of his spirit. He said, Jesus said, he's been with you, but he's going to be in you. Are you is this okay today? The stream, the power of this whole thing, I believe, even the, the conference, whatever all is spoken in all these meetings, but we understand at the, at the, at the, in, in the middle of this, the power of this whole thing is the person that's with us and is in us, and he's loving us all the way. And it never, ever stops. I mean, it's just seeing him more and more this way is melting away some of the other things that I thought were so important in this life and in this ministry. And I'm grabbing on to the, the most important thing. And it's knowing him, that I may know him. And when the more you know him, the more in love you fall because you see how much he really, really loves you. But this is my, my claim to think. People have told me, well, you're strong because you've gotten through so many things. People, I hear this a lot of time, you know, you're an inspiration of being strong. And, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you have no idea. <laughs> have no idea. How helpless I am, and I and I hope I, I hope you get the the gratitude of the, I mean the the gravitas of that because I'm not I hear people say that sometimes and I'm like yeah right you know you're good <laughs> but I really I, I, I'm really becoming more and more in awe of my helper in this and that's how I know he loves me you know God said speaking of this new covenant he said they won't even be having to tell tell their neighbor anymore know the Lord know the Lord because they're all going to know me because 
I will be merciful to their transgressions and sins and iniquities. I won't remember anymore. I'll be good to them. I'll be good to them. And we're praying that the people of this area see how good God is to them. That, that God is just allowed to be good to them. Are y'all here? He said, I was going to read this in John 14. I'll close with it and just go ahead and wrap it up with this. But he said, um, you, you know this whole, this whole passage. Verse 16, he said, I'll pray the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, paraclete, that he may abide with you forever, always. He's even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. It sees him not. It says they don't discern him. They don't behold him. They don't consider him. That's what the word is. I'm looking at Strong's right here. They don't, they don't consider him. And then it says, neither do they know him. Now, this is that strong word, ginosko. And, it, and, it, and, it, and the, the, the words that you'll find here in the definition, it means they don't allow him. They're not aware of him. They don't perceive him. They don't have knowledge of him. They're not resolved about him. They're not sure about him. This is the person that you hear and they say, Oh, I've got Jesus, but it seems like he doesn't hear me. Sometimes it seems like, I wonder if God do you care. I feel like I'm all alone out here and I need some help. And why is God not helping? And why is God waiting? And why is God not doing things? This is the answer to it. When you know him, you know, as, as your helper, as you get to know him, you become sure of him. And I'm just more and more sure of him all the time. And people, And this is, you know, people think... You get to a place of fearlessness that just happens. It's an automatic, automatic fruit of this spirit is having faith. You just, you just are sure because you know him. I'm not, I, don't, I don't find myself trying to faith things up anymore like that. I'm finding that now I just believe. I just expect. It's just like a, it's a natural fruit. I don't, I don't have to talk myself into peace anymore. Because I've got a helper. I, I can't help it almost. I just have peace because somebody's with me. But Rick, what are you going to do about that? There's a lot of times, and, I, and, and, and we'll talk about things, you know, like what are we going to do about this? And, and I'll come to the conclusion at certain times. It's like, I just don't know yet. <laughs> Aren't you going to do anything? My helper will help me. Right, not yet. My helper. And it's, 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 in, it's wonderful, isn't it, how you just stop and let him help. That... He's, he's got the help. And you learn this. You learn his ways, and you become very comfortable with him, and, you, and you're very resolute about him. It's like, and, 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 but Rick, how do you know it's going to be right? What if this? What if that? What if that? What if any of it? I still got a helper of any of it. Isn't this good? This is why we can have a sense of, the best word I can think of, and I don't know if it's the best word, is invincibility, even though we're very vulnerable. Isn't it good? You won't be alone. He didn't want us to be alone. He said, that's been the problem. You've been, for, and the, the Old Testament and the Old Covenant and all of mankind and all the religion, all, you've been doing this on your own. We're going to do away with that, and I want to be with you. And I want to help. And it's knowing it this way, I think, that helps us to, it helps our faith, I think, to be aware that we have a healer here. We're not trying to get healing. We have a healer who helps us. He loves yeah, us. And, yeah. and, and when you're walking your things out, Listen, just listen and let him help. And you know, don't you, your religion doesn't have to guide you. There's no rule about should I go to the doctor or should I not. It's not in the Bible. 
your helper will help you with those things. He knows where you're at. He knows how you are. He knows what work will work for you at this particular time. He just loves you. Have you ever noticed that about God too? He's not a, he, He's so willing to deal with people no matter where they're at. He doesn't just say, well, why don't you come up here and this is where all the help is. He'll deal with them right where they're at because he loves us that much. He helped me fix my brakes. Wow. He helped me to come through with abundant life when I had the biggest shock of my life. Shoot, boy. <laughs> when you've gone through something like that and your helper has been so good and so wonderful, it's like, what can anybody do to me? I've got a helper. Hope this is a blessing. Hope it was a good start, a good start for us in this conference today. And... Uh, Father, I thank you right now for the spirit of truth. I thank you, Father, for, 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 for the spirit of understanding, the awareness. Father, let it always be. And even as people partake of this, of this, this strong ministry that you've established and stuck the roots in this thing, Father, that people find their help in you in a real and personal way. That people begin to, begin to know the blessing of just having the blesser in their life. That faith begins to arise and flow freely as we, our eyes are open to see the reality and the goodness and the love of who you are, Father. I thank you for blessing these meetings, that they become a blessing to people. We thank you for the healings. We thank you for the miracles that take place in people's lives. We thank you for the changes, and we thank you for opening the eyes of those who come to see and hear. We thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Thank you for your time. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.